The views, information, or opinions expressed in the Cult for the Culture podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. The content presented is not a substitute for seeking or seeing a licensed mental health professional. Know what's up next, know what's up next. Healthy pleasure with it, Cult for the Culture. Better tune in, better tune in. Big sis, get him, big sis, get him. Cult for the Culture, Cult for the Culture, Cult. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Cope for the Culture podcast. It is your host, Tiana Renee, and I am back at it again with another episode. I am, as always, super excited about the episode today. I really hope that it's one that you guys are open to. I hope that you have Put on your listening ears. I hope that you have opened your hearts to receive whatever you hear today and know that I got y'all back. Yes, I do. So today I wanted to ask you guys a question before I get started with the topic. And the question is, how do you show your body love? It is so important to be intentional about the ways that we show our bodies love. I know a lot of the times we are intentional about so many other things. We are intentional about our jobs. We are intentional about our schedules. We are intentional about new endeavors. We are intentional about school, etc. But a lot of the times, I think the things that we are not intentional about is how we treat our bodies. It is so important, y'all, to be aware of the things that we do when it comes to our bodies. It's aware. It is important to be aware of the things that we say as it relates to our body, because all of those things matter. And all of those things build the image that we have of ourselves. And if we have a negative image about ourselves, it becomes so much easier to accept the negativity that other people put on us about ourselves, right? So I really want you to think about this question. And I I don't want you to jump to answer because I really want it to be something that you take seriously. I want it to be something that is intentional. I want it to be something that is specific to you, something that makes you feel good, and something that really just puts you in a space to be loving and accepting of yourself, right? So really think about that question. And while you're thinking about it, I'll just go ahead and share some of the things that I do to show my body love. I work out at least three times a week. I really try. I'm not saying that I am successful every week because things do come up. But for the most part, I consistently work out three times a week. I also make sure that I am super, super mindful of the things that I put into my body, such as food, the things that I drink, because we have to be mindful of that. It is super important because health is wealth, y'all. It truly is. And a lot of the times, body-wise, health starts in the gut. And if you just put in any and everything in your body and eating whatever you want, drinking whatever you want, etc. You put yourself in a situation where your body pays for it. You get sick. You don't feel well. Things start not to work the way they are supposed to work. And I'm not saying that it's always easy to, you know, be mindful of what I eat or what I put into my body because I'm such the foodie, y'all. I love to eat. I love to eat. Some of my favorite things to eat are not the most healthy things to eat, okay? (laughs) I love cheese fries. I love chicken wings. I love Swiss cake rolls, zebra cakes, uh, what else? All the unhealthy stuff that you can think of, Debbie cakes, that's me. I love those things. I have a sweet tooth. 
out of this world, okay? I was that kid with all the cavities because all I ever ate was sugar. I'm talking about putting sugar in my Frosted Flakes, which we already know is super sugary. Sugary in my Honey Nut Cheerios. It did not matter. If I could put sugar into it and I felt like it tastes better, I put sugar into it. But as I have become older, I have really tried to be more mindful of those things because I want to live a long life, y'all. I want to be prosperous in life. I want to wake up one day and be 102 and be like, man, I feel good. I don't know who else testimony that is, but that's that's what I want my testimony to be. So those are some of the ways that I show my body love. And like I said earlier, y'all, I really want you to think about this question long and hard and start really being intentional about the things that you do to show your body love, okay? Make me that promise. Make me that promise that you're going to try. All I ask is that you try. Because if you try, then you can do something about it, right? If you try, you can see whether it works for you, what you like, what you don't like, etc. and just move forward from there, right? So let's go ahead and try it. Let's be intentional and let's make sure that we adopt the mindset that health is wealth, okay? So let's go ahead and get into the topic for today. So the topic today is mental health and body image. We don't spend enough time talking about body image. And I say that because we don't. I mean, I know we talk about body image in the sense of like, what our bodies look like, what we want it to look like, blah, blah, blah. But we don't really take the time to think about how the expectations that we put on ourselves in relation to our body really take a toll on our mental health. It really does. There are so many like false things out there or false images that we take on and are convinced that that's the way that we are supposed to look. Everybody's body is not built the same. Everybody's hair is not the same. Everybody's facial structure, everybody's skin complexion, et cetera, are not the same. And we've adopted the mentality that if you don't look a certain way, that you're not acceptable. And I'm not here for that. I'm not here for it at all. I want us all to feel accepted. I want us all to accept ourselves. I want us all to love ourselves for who we are and not who we dream to be because then we're going to be on a continuous cycle of just trying to get to that next thing so that we're happier with ourselves, trying to get to that next thing so that we're happier with our body. And that's unrealistic. And like I always say, it starts with self. It really does. It starts with self. You have to be intentional about what you think about yourself. You have to be intentional about how you portray yourself to other people as it relates to body image. So I was doing some research because I really like to make sure that before I come up here and hit y'all with all this different stuff, that I know what I'm talking about. Because nobody wants to come up here and hear me spit all these things and then go check it out and be like, where did she even get that from? <laughs> I will not be up here discussing fake news. That is not what this podcast is about. I want to make sure that I'm being real about the information that I have. I want to make sure that the information is true. And I want to make sure that whatever comes out of my mouth on this podcast is going to be helpful. And that is it. It's not to judge. It's not just to talk for the sake of hearing myself talk. None of that. None of that. It is strictly to make sure that I put the information out there because knowledge is power. And if we know something, we can do something. I think I, I live by that and I really believe it. So I did some research because... I really wanted to focus on body image as it relates to our community. We have so many expectations. We have so many 
like identities that we we put out there and we expect people to live up to them and it's just not fair. So I was doing research and I've got, I know I've said that three times because I keep getting sidetracked. But within the research that I was doing, I was specifically searching the Black community, Black and minority communities, because I wanted the information to be specific. And the thing that I found that I was just like, oh my goodness, is that body image or dissatisfaction with body image as a whole starts as earlier as first grade. Y'all, that is six years old. Six years old. From six years old and up. Because we know that with life, there comes different experiences. Your perspective changes. Your mindset changes depending on where you are in life. So from six into adulthood and on, we are already not satisfied with our bodies. And you have to think about it. When you're six years old, you have major developmental milestones that you are trying to reach. You're coming into your own person. You're learning your language fully. You're learning how to write, how to spell your name, how to socialize with other people. You're learning societal norms. Like you're learning all these things. And on top of all of these things, you're also learning about yourself. And to think that at six years old, we already find things that we do not like about ourselves. And I think a huge part of that, and just from what I read, is because it starts with our families. How we think about ourselves, how we view ourselves, the language that we use in relation to ourselves, all starts with our parents and our caregivers. We don't come up with concepts of, on our own. We are taught certain things. We are taught societal norms. We are taught how we should dress. We are taught how we should act. We are taught the things that we should say and shouldn't say. We are taught the way that we should wear our hair and don't wear our hair. Like we're taught all these things. And so if we're not taught within that to love yourself no matter what, your hair is beautiful, your skin complexion is beautiful, et cetera. If we're not taught that, if we're taught more so that you should always look this way, when you're around certain people, you should talk this way. When you go to a business a new business or an interview, or if you're starting the first day of school, your outfit has to look like this. Like, think about it when you were kids. You were so excited. First day of school, boom, this is the outfit I'm going to wear. I'm going to kill him with this. Like, I'm really going to kill him with this. I remember, like, I would lay my stuff out. I was excited. Like, how I wanted my hair, because my mom always made sure that my hair was done. Always, 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 always. So my hair was always done. I always knew what I wanted to wear. I always knew how I wanted to look. Like, I always knew those things. But it really does start out with what we're taught. And if we're not taught correctly, then we learn incorrectly and we adopt unhealthy patterns of thinking and unhealthy patterns of behaving. And we become all the same person in a sense, like individuality is taken away. You don't get to express yourself. If you express yourself in a certain way, people call you, like, think about it. Think about when you were in school, right? And there was always a trend, whether that was clothes, shoes, hair, whatever, there was always a trend that we followed. And if there was somebody who did not fall in line with that trend, we'll call them weird. We would talk about them. If you didn't have on the right shoes, you had on bobos. Like we could really be mean as kids, but it all goes back to like, these are the things that we were taught. Society laid it out for us. Our parents laid it out for us. You know, marketing is huge. Like a lot of thought goes into marketing and depending on, you know, what time frame we are in the world, they will market certain things and that's the way of the world and that's the way it's supposed to go. And anybody who does not fall in line with that is not acceptable. And that's how it started as kids. And it, it just is something that I know still continues today. 
you know, I work with kids and to hear some of the things that they say sometimes in relation to how they view themselves, how they look. I mean, I've had kids even say that, you know, they've cut down eating patterns because they don't want to get fat or their parent has told them that they may get fat because of this. Like, I've heard that. And it breaks my heart because I'm like, you're so young and you have already put this much pressure on yourself because pressure has been put on you to look a certain way. And it is really unfair. It is unfair and it just breeds destruction sometimes in people because then we start to adopt certain practices that aren't good for us. We do. Like, think about it now. So let's take out the fact that it starts as a child. It definitely starts as a child. And it it carries on through school. We grow up, you know, trends change, people change, what's popular changes, all that changes. And each time it changes, we're trying to fall in line. We're trying to assimilate. We're trying to make sure that we're not the person who's judged or we're not the person who's joked for wearing certain things. Think about social media. Who wore it better? Like, how rude is that? That's the word that I want to use. How rude is that to put two people next to each other who probably, before you put them next to each other, was not thinking about one another, now have to look at themselves, be compared, and allow other people to determine who wore it best. We don't know what they thought when they bought that. We don't know if they were already struggling about their body image and how they looked in the outfit. We don't know, but we take it upon ourselves to feel like it's okay to say who wore it best. We're always judging. We're always comparing. And it's not just like judging other people, but we also judge ourselves based off the things that we see. We know in our community, there are certain things that people want, right? When it comes to women, we want the big butt. We want the long hair. We want, you know, the flat stomach. We want our hair to look a certain way. We want it to be done. We want the weaves or we want the natural hair. Like there are so many uh, battles in relation to what the Black woman is supposed to look like, what the ideal Black woman is. If you look in the entertainment industry, like the images we see in music videos, the images we see in movies, and I'm not even just talking about body image because a part of body image is our personality too and self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves. And we know that Black women are always portrayed in a certain manner when it comes to personality. Aggressive, loud, the angry Black woman, etc. So let's put all these things together on top of body image, on top of how we're supposed to look, on top of how we're supposed to talk, how the world is supposed to view us, how we're supposed to look when we go to work, what's too tight on our body size, what, what's professional, what's not professional, what hair is professional versus not professional. There are all these things that we are consistently on a normal basis judging and comparing. And it's bred a society where no one is pleased with how they look. We're always trying to change something. Even for me, I have always been small by nature, always. I have always been, and I have found myself saying things or thinking certain things that I think later. And I'm like, man, why would I talk about myself like that? Like, what did I gain from viewing myself in this way? What, what did I win? What did I accomplish? Do I feel better or do I feel worse? Because now there's one other thing that I didn't live up to. You know what I mean? And we, we do this a lot. We do it a lot. And it breeds low self-esteem, low self-esteem, 
we just aren't, we're not happy. And I cannot say that enough. We are not happy. We're always looking for the next thing. We're always trying to change. We always are. And it makes me so sad, y'all, because I really want, we're, we're beautiful people. I love my community. I love my people. I, I really do. And that's not to say that I don't love other races. That's not to say that I don't respect and admire certain things about other races because I do. But I have a special place in my heart for my community and the minority community. And I just love what we have to offer. I love what we have created. I love that we're just so different. We have a certain swag. It just, it makes me so happy. So in turn, when we don't see those things, when we don't feel that way about ourselves, it really makes me upset because there are, you hear about culture vultures, you hear about people wanting to adopt things that we started in our community and make them our own, make them their own. And we get really upset about that. Like we get really, up, the community gets really upset. But then when we're given the opportunity to really be mindful and to really be accepting of ourselves and of our culture, we don't do it. And that just creates so many things. And you know, the media, as I said earlier, is probably the biggest culprit because that's something we see every day, whether it's social media, whether it's in movies, whether it's in music videos, whether it's in marketing ads, all of those things help create our self-image and help us determine what's worthy and what's not. It does. And what I didn't even talk about, which is another huge thing in our society within our community, the Black community, is colorism. Like, even down to what shade you are, what shade is better, what shade acts this way, like, to hear things like, oh, that's a light-skinned man thing, or dark-skinned men don't do that, or you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. That, that, that statement right there alone, I think, is the craziest thing I have ever heard. Dark-skinned women are so beautiful, y'all. They are. They have some beautiful features just about them. It, it, I just, I love, um, I love our people, period, but it really upsets me that dark-skinned women or women who have darker skin have been put in a situation where they constantly have to compare themselves to lighter-skinned lighter skin women and even feel like they aren't pretty and they aren't enough because that's the narrative that has been created. And we even struggle with it within ourselves. Other people don't have to do it because we do it. And so we're thinking about all of these things that it creates, and then it makes us want to do something to fit to that standard. So we don't accept ourselves. Now we have low self-esteem. Now we're to the point that we want to change things. I just got to look this way. I got to look this way, right? Like I said earlier, I'm smaller in nature. And so I was always conscious about that because people want to call you skinny. People want to say, oh, you're this small. I can wrap my fingers around your wrist or around your ankles. And you're so skinny. You don't need to work out. What are you working out for? And people never take the time to step back and say, man, with me saying these things, how am I making them feel? What about myself? Am I projecting onto them? And now what are they going to think about themselves based off these statements? We don't think about that. And you may hear my voice like, I'm getting really serious about this and you, y'all may hear my tone change and I think my tone is changing or I know my tone is changing because this is something I really want us to do something about because we are really creating an environment where we are teaching our young boys and our young girls who grow up to be grown women and grown men that who they are is not enough and that they have to consistently change to live up 
to the expectations that we have placed onto them and that it is not enough to be their own person. It is not enough to love themselves for who they are. They have to fit in. They have to wear the latest trends. Their hair has to be straight. Their hair cannot be kinky. They, you have to dress this way. Like all of these things and it's just breeding in an environment where we're establishing hate for ourselves. And self-hatred is real. And I want us to get to a place where we're able to really focus on the beauty of who we are and what that means and what we provided in the world based off who we are. Because we've done great things. We definitely have done great things. But until we get to that point, we're going to continue to perpetuate the cycle of hate. We're going to continue to perpetuate the cycle of us judging one another, continuing to perpetuate the cycle of we have to change. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not cool enough. You're lame. You're the, we have so many names for it. And we're just shooting down people's self-esteem. We're shooting down our own self-esteem. We're beating ourselves up over things that we can't do anything about. Certain things we're born with. If you're born with a lazy eye, you can't do anything about that. That's just a part of who you are. If you're a woman and you have more hair than the average woman, you can wax and you can do all those things, shave, nair, whatever. But at the end of the day, that's still a part of your makeup and you have to learn yourself, learn to love yourself despite those things. Because what I've learned and what I have found is the things that we hate about ourselves are the things that people love about us. You never know who's sitting back and looking at you and saying, man, I wish I looked like her. Man, she's so beautiful. She just carries herself so well, right? You just never know who's looking at you, who's looking up to you, who wants to be like you, who you're a role model for. But because we have adopted all of these mentalities, now we're doing things to change ourselves in unnatural ways. We're bleaching our skin. We're tanning to be darker. And I'm guilty of it because I love to tan. But I more so love to tan because I love the goldenness of my skin once I tan. But even me, I'm guilty of it. Like, I, I've said it all the time and I'm trying to become more, I am aware of it, but I'm trying to become more aware of when I say it and how I say it. But I've even been guilty of saying like, I only prefer this kind of man. And that was based off skin tone. Like, oh, I love a dark skin man. Right. But what is it about that dark skin man that you love? You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh I, I want brown babies. So if your baby comes out lighter skin, are you not going to love them? And I never want to bring my children into the world and know that they were only created under this premise or I only chose a certain partner so that they can look a certain way and, and put self-hatred in them before they can even come to terms with who they are and how they identify. I don't want that. So I'm, I'm becoming more aware of that and not limiting myself when it comes to love, relationships, friendships, et cetera, because it's not necessary. But when I going back to it, creates unhealthy patterns. So we're, we're bleaching our skin, we're tanning, we're getting plastic surgery. Butt implants is the thing. Everybody wants a bigger butt. They do. People work out to get a bigger butt. I'm not going to lie. A lot of my regimen is to do that. And, and, and for the life of me, <laughs> like just being real with y'all up here, I don't know why I, I'm preoccupied, like why there's something on the forefront of my mind that I feel like is important. What is going to change about me because my butt is bigger? What is going to change about me because now I don't have legs that I feel like are toothpick size? Like, what is going to change? How is that going to make me better in the world? How is that going to further me in my endeavors? How is that going to further me 
in how I feel about myself and how I view myself. Am I going to love myself more because I have those things? But in the moment, it feels good. Oh, you look good. Now people are looking at you. You're getting more attention. But sometimes that attention is unwanted. But because we were unhappy with ourselves, we created that narrative, we put a plan into place, and now we got those things, and now we're getting the attention that we didn't want. But all of those things aren't always considered. We just go with it because that's what society tells us is normal. That's what the community has told us is normal. Think about how often men say, oh, I want a girl with a big butt. She got to have a big butt, a skinny waist. She got to have a flat stomach. Her hair got to look this way. And even for us as women, oh, my man has to be this tall. He can't be too short. Or, oh, you know, his um, his his private parts or his genitals have to be this size. Like we we create all these all these criteria for one another extent, instead of just looking at each other for who we are and accepting the beauty and what that means. We always want more. And so we do more. We're, we're in the gym more. Guys are taking steroids or lifting unhealthy amount of weights or putting all this pressure on their bodies to live up to the expectation. And once they get there, are they happy? Are you happy? Am I happy? Are we happy? Have we accomplished what we set out to accomplish? Do we feel better about ourselves? How many people have died on the table from plastic surgery or have wanted a big butt so bad that they were willing to go in an alley or to to go into the black market and to get injections with like cement and other things that aren't supposed to be put into our body and put ourselves at risk just so we can live up to the name. It's not worth it. It isn't. If it comes to your life, we really have to start reconsidering these things. People from children to teenagers to young adults to adults to old adults are committing suicide because they don't feel accepted. Think about how serious that is. Because you didn't check off a certain box, that means you're not enough and you don't fit in and you don't feel approved and you don't feel loved. And so because you don't feel those things, you feel like it's so much easier just not to be here, to take your life. And y'all, that's something like I'm tearing up right now talking about it because it makes me want to cry that this is the place that we have gotten, that this is the pressure we have put on ourselves as a community and something needs to be done about it. We really have to because even outside of the plastic surgery, people develop eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia. People literally starve themselves to look a certain way, which is anorexia, or they binge and eat all this stuff to fulfill a craving, but then they throw up right after because they have to fit. They have to be the norm. I was a ballerina growing up. Dance was my life. I loved it. And I was smaller as a ballerina, which was the norm. But then you had other Black girls who were in the class with me that were thicker, that so much pressure on them, so much pressure was put on them to be smaller so that they can fit the norm of what a ballerina looks like. But the norm of what a ballerina looks like was based off of a Caucasian female who we know are smaller in stature and smaller in size. And within the Caucasian community or the white community, they don't put as much pressure on themselves to have a bigger butt, to have the things that we look for that we feel like are acceptable, but they do have their own things that they put pressure on about themselves. But when it comes to body image and how we view ourselves, it really starts in the mind. We have to adopt a certain mindset. We have to learn how to love ourselves for our differences. Different does not mean wrong. Different does not mean acceptable. I can go to an interview and wear my hair straight or I can wear my hair natural. And there was a point in time where I, I remember when I, I was fresh out of school 
and I was trying to get jobs and being asked like, oh, is that how you're going to wear your hair? It absolutely is going how I'm going to wear my hair because I'm comfortable. But then even hearing things like that make you second guess yourself like, oh, should I should I straighten my hair? Should I make my hair more presentable? But who is the judge of what's presentable and what's not? Who is the judge? There are so many different things. I remember seeing, um, I cannot remember her name, but I think they were referring to her as like Teacher Bay or something, I, whatever it was. She was working in corporate America, but she was a beautiful black girl. She was thicker. Her body was thicker. You know, she had a bigger butt. Her waist was small. You know, she fit what the norm was, but certain things fit her differently because her body shape was different. And she was being shamed on the internet for that. And I can only imagine how she felt because I can only imagine also what pressure has already been put on her outside the internet to look a certain way to fit into corporate America. Our mental health really takes a toll when it comes to body image, when it comes to how we view ourselves, when it comes to the love that we show ourselves. Think about it. When it comes to your body, what is your narrative? What are the things that you are saying about yourself right now as you listen to this? What are the things that I've said that have resonated with you and said, man, I say that, or man, I do that, or man, I've thought that about myself or I've thought that about other people. What are those things? Because in order to change the narrative, we have to be aware of the things that we're saying, the things that we're doing, the pressure that we're putting on ourselves, the pressure that we're putting on other people. One thing for me, I'm at the point in my life where whenever I make a decision, I'm really trying to think of how that's going to affect my future family. And so I'm thinking a lot about parenthood. I'm thinking a lot about how I want to raise my children, how, how I want them to feel, the things that I want to say to them. Because what we don't realize a lot of the time is the things that we say to our children, the things that we say about our children, the way that we portray ourselves to our children or make them feel becomes their voice. And it becomes the thoughts that they think in their head over and over again. They want to make sure that they don't, don't disappoint us as their parent. The biggest thing that children want to do is feel like that their parent is proud of them. And if you've told them that they can't eat certain things because they're going to be fat, or with your hair looking like that, you look like this, or I can't believe you were out here looking like that embarrassing me. These are things that we say as parents, and I'm not a parent yet, but I'm just thinking futuristically and the things that I've heard and the things that I've seen and the things that the children that I work with have told me. But just like in the community, when you see certain things or even on TV, we create the narrative for our children and they attempt to live up to that narrative. And if they feel at any point in time that they've disappointed you or disappointed their parents or disappointed friends, family, teachers, the world, whoever has put their pressure on them, that that in turn makes them feel bad about themselves. It, it makes them develop low self-esteem. It makes them feel like they're not enough. It makes them feel like something is wrong with them. It makes them have anxiety to think about things such as going to the pool and being in a bathing suit, something that's supposed to be completely normal, or not wanting to wear certain things because it'll show certain things about themselves that they have been made to feel bad about. Make them want to wear their hair a certain, a certain way. Make them want to have eyelashes so that they fit in. Make them want to wear makeup so that they feel pretty. Make our, our male children want to work out or want to eat certain things or fit in with their friends or compare penis size. These are all the things that come up. So we have to be aware of it because 
the children that we have now are going to be the children of the future generation. And if we're able to make a change, then that's something that we should really be more mindful of starting as early as when they're born. Because remember I said, y'all, being dissatisfied with your body and how you look and how you feel about yourself starts as early as six. That's early, y'all. That's very early. And I know of stories of children who have been bullied and killed themselves at six years old. And it baffles me because I, I, I really try to reason in my mind about at, at, at that age, why do you already feel that way? So we really have to take this serious, y'all. We really do. Mental health is important, especially as it relates to body image. We have to learn to love ourselves, period. We have to raise children who are able to love themselves. And it all starts with us. It starts with me. It starts with you. And to keep in mind that children learn based off the things that are modeled to them. And so even if you're saying one thing but doing another, they can still pick up on that. They can pick up on the subliminals. They can pick up on your body language. They can pick up on the things that you don't say. So let's start with our children and also start with ourselves. I asked you earlier, how do you show your body love? But now that we're coming to the end of the podcast, I really want you to think about the things that you love about yourself. And I know that may be hard for some because it's just like people asking you, tell me about yourself. I, that's one of the hardest questions for me. And, and as time has gone on, I've developed things to say that I feel comfortable with. But for a long time, especially in interviews or when you're starting a new relationship or you're meeting friends and people are like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, well, what, what am I supposed to say? What about me do you want to know? What about me is going to make them like me more? And I know I'm not the only one who has had that experience or feels that way. We all want to make sure that we live up to the standard, but I really want you to think about the things that you love about yourself. Think long and hard because there are things, even if you feel like there aren't, there are things that make you unique. There are things that make you special. There are things about you that people want that you hate about yourself. We really have to change the narrative to be more about self-acceptance and less about how the world feels like we should look. When it comes to me, I'm getting to the point and granted my anxiety gets in the way sometimes and I think about what people are going to say or how they're going to feel or if I'm going to disappoint this person or if I look this way, then people are going to say this or if I post this picture. Because I know I'm not the only one who sometimes for social media, it can take you a thousand tries to get the perfect picture when the first picture was good enough. So I've, I've made it a, a conscious effort on my behalf that when I take a picture, I, I'm not going to take multiple pictures. I'm going to take it and I'm going to post it. And that's just going to be that because I am who I am. And there is not, there is no number of pictures that can change that. No number of angles <laughs> that can change that. I am who I am. You are who you are. And we are who we are together. And there is beauty in that. We all bring something different to the world. We were all given different gifts. We were all given different body sizes, shapes, facial features, skin complexions, and nothing is wrong with any of those. As long as you're healthy, as long as you're not putting yourself at risk, you are enough. And I really want you to think about those things that you love about yourself that make you enough. And on the flip side, I also really want you to consider the things that you say about yourself that aren't helpful, the things that you say about yourself that truly are mean, the things that you think that, ju that are judgmental towards yourself. I shared some of mine with y'all earlier. My legs were too small. I was too small um, in size. My 
hair is super curly, but it's it's not long enough when it, cur- when it curls. Like just things like that that don't even really matter. I'm trying to be more conscious of that, be nicer to myself, speak positivity into my own life and not rely on other people to do that for me. Is it helpful to have other people? Absolutely. But think about the times that people, you say something about yourself, like, oh, I look fat in this, or oh, I don't like how I look in this. And somebody else is like, oh, you look beautiful. But in that moment, you're not trying to hear that because you've already decided how you look, right? So you really have to start with self. But it does, ha- help, it does help to have a village of people who are willing to lift you up and willing to point out the things about you that make you beautiful and that make you unique and that make you enough. We can change the narrative. We can lower the effect that our body image currently has on our mental health and how we view ourselves. We can lower depression. We can lower anxiety. We can lower suicide. We can lower all of those things. Share this with people, y'all, because we need to have this conversation more. This needs to be conversations that we have in our family. And I want us to feel okay to correct people when they try to make us feel bad about ourselves because people can't change what they don't know. And if we don't let people know that they have offended us in some shape or form or let people know that the things that they say are not helpful and that they are negative and that they make you feel bad about yourself, if people don't know those things, they will continue to do it. And that's not to say that everybody you correct is going to agree or is going to change, but they will at least hear it. And that's enough. And it allows you to stand up for yourself. It allows you to believe in yourself and it allows you to love yourself. If you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, I want you to hear that you are enough regardless of where you are in life, regardless of what your journey is, regardless of the things that you're doing right now. Even if you haven't accomplished that thing, even if you haven't started the new business, even if you haven't finished school in the time frame that you felt like you were supposed to finish, you are enough, you are beautiful, and that is acceptable. And nobody can take that away from you. God gave us all gifts and we're all special in our own right. And the more that we accept that, the more that we acknowledge that, the more that we accept it as the truth, the better off we're going to create our world. And I know you're like, oh, you have all these pipe dreams about the world and peace and love and all that great stuff. But it's not a pipe dream to me. I really want it to be our reality. Black is beautiful. It is. And all the glory that it holds. And regardless if you are light-skinned, dark-skinned, brown-skinned, whether you have straight hair, curly hair, kinky hair, whether you're thick, whether you're skinny, whatever the case may be, it does not matter. All that matters is the view that you have about yourself. And if the view that you currently have is negative, that's okay because you can do something about it. And my hope is that you heard something today on this podcast that resonated with you, that is going to allow you to put yourself into a place where you can begin that self-love. Self-love is so important. Self-love is the best love. It really is. It allows people to know how to love you in return if they see how you love yourself. It can also allow people to take advantage if you don't love yourself the way that you deserve to love yourself because people feel like, they can get things out of you. So that's my spill on mental health and body image within our community. I feel like, oh man, I feel like I said a lot, but I feel like what was said is so important. And I feel like that we can make a change. I feel like we can be different. We can raise our children to be in a society where they are acceptable regardless of how they look. To be in a society where We don't have to get plastic surgery to meet the norm. 
We don't have to bleach our skin. We don't have to straighten our hair. However we like to look is okay in its natural state. It doesn't have to change. You don't have to change. So the two questions, the two takeaways that I want y'all to think about. My first question from the beginning, how do you show your body love? And my second question that I wrapped up with is, what are the things that you love about yourself? And the other part of that question is, what are the things that you say to yourself and think about yourself right now that are not helpful? Write them down because seeing is believing, y'all. If you see it, then it's a lot different to read on a paper and be like, man, is this the things that I say about myself? Like sometimes when I say things and I hear them or people repeat them to me, I'm like, that was not nice, Tiana. You know better. And nobody can hold us accountable like ourselves, okay? I'm all about self-accountability because a part of self-love and self-awareness is also self-accountability. If you can hold yourself accountable, if you can put yourself in a position where you can do something about the things that you want to and the things that you want to change, as long as you put your mind to it and you're open to holding yourself accountable, you can do it. And I believe that. Don't y'all forget it. So I'm going to go ahead and log out of here, y'all. As always, I appreciate you for tuning in to the Cope for the Culture podcast. I love that I can be real with y'all. I love that we can have these conversations. I love that we're normalizing mental health in our community. And I love and feel good about the fact that we're going to do something to change that. It all starts with you and me and us together. We can do this, y'all. So y'all have a good day, a good week. Love yourself and really resonate with those questions. Bye, y'all. For more information about the show, events, or if you have any questions, you can find us on Instagram at Healthy Pleasures Inc. and visit us at www.healthypleasuresinc.org. Code for the Culture is a production of the Minority Trailblazer Network. Check out more shows, events, and merchandise at MinorityTrailblazer.com.